Are you a single believer looking for the love of your life? Or are you a married believer looking to grow the love you already have? If you like practical advice based on the Word of God with real-life examples, you're in the right place. I'm Cindy. And I'm Wayne. Welcome Welcome to to Love Love with with the the Lines. with the lines i'm cindy and i'm wayne and this is episode 44 get out i can't believe it's 44 i know it is 44 wow Mm -hmm. and we are continuing our series we have been reviewing the crew ministries holiday survival guide um i have put the link in the podcast description on every episode so that you ha- if you haven't already downloaded it you can go to the website and download your own copy um th- this has been I-, I love this this is like the most down-to-earth realistic advice <laughs> i have ever seen and it- it's been great so this great se- topics yeah the sections that uh, we're going to c- cover this week are how you can handle conflict with extended family when you're tempted to slap someone and yeah, yep. That's all new to me. Oh yeah, right. How about you? Um, no, I've never felt that way at a family gathering. Liar, liar, pants on fire. Um, quick tip and quick tips: holiday survival guide to awkward family situations. Never so, had them either. No, no, never. <laughs> yes, and I have some swamp land in Florida. I'd love to sell it to you. Cool. Mm-hmm. You take credit cards? Yeah, I do actually. Okay. Cool. Okay. All right. Anyway. So anyway, um, so the article on how to handle uh, conflict with extended family, it goes through, you know, a lot of explanation about why we kind of get to the point where we (laughs) feel, where you want to slap somebody. Um, But it it points out that the why is that conflict happens when differing values collide. Mm We want our kids to stay on schedule so they don't get cranky. The family wants to go mini-golfing before the course gets crowded and starts bottlenecking at the windmill feature. As James 4.1 puts it, what causes quarrels and what causes fights among you? Is it not this, that your passions are at war within you? Our goals are thwarted. Obviously, those conflicts can be unspoken of or over, tangible or intangible, quiet or quite loud. They can involve clashes within ourselves, with others, with the world at large, and with God himself. And it, it goes on to say that conflicts with extended family can be tricky because the way we go about handling them mm-hmm. is heavily influenced by family culture. Whether we or the other party are used to glossing over, gossiping, lashing out, storming away, or having a family meeting, our personal experience has dictated acceptable responses to conflict. And then it goes through the different types of responses mm-hmm. that you're likely to see in, like in uh, these situations. Yep. So we all fall on a spectrum. Um, escaping. There are classic stuffers who prefer a false peace. They're escaping conflict by outright denial, internalizing responses to conflict, perhaps denying or stonewall, etc. But I've never known anybody do that, have you? <laughs> 
Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that's that's me. I have a I, you may not you may not have noticed that. <laughs> well, I wasn't gonna say anything. I but, know. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll I'll admit that. I'm okay. I'm definitely a stuffer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um attacking on the other end of the spectrum are the blowers who shoot shoot for a false justice. They might attack with words, physical force, or the withdrawal of privileges. Mm-hmm. And then we have peacemaking. In the middle of these extremes is the true peace and true justice of godly responses, talking it out, finding a mediator, overlooking an offense. Jesus calls us blessed when we are peacemakers, not peace fakers with an Mm -hmm. F, uh, not peace breakers. Mm, I love that. Not peace fakers or peace breakers. So, and it's hard because I think sometimes, you know, like you said, escaping, I I could launch into attacking very easily, <laughs> even if I'm not really doing it, I'm doing it in my head. Mm-hmm. And But I always try to get to the peacemaking um, thing. And I think this shouldn't be confused with the people who will be peacemakers, but at all costs, like even mm-hmm. whatever it costs them, they will do anything to get, to get peace, peace. Yep. and whether it's a healthy response or not. So I like the description this, this is really a healthy kind of mm-hmm. peacemaking is, is trying to find, um, the true justice of godly responses and how we can respond. And so it's always good to, uh, to take a breath, pray, count to 10, <laughs> do something like that before you respond. Um, I'm better at that sometimes than others, but that's what I try to do. So, um, and, and they had a good point here in, uh, they called it the reply. And it says, it's not just because peacemaking is the moral thing to do. It's because when we enter conflict, we have the opportunity to honor God and replay his actions mm-hmm. when he was in conflict with us. And it's like, wait, how I handle someone eating all the sprinkled donuts before my kids get up is a chance to exemplify the gospel? Please explain. Mm-hmm. I thought that was, I think that's a great question. And it says, when sin broke our relationship with God, he went the distance to repair that relationship and make peace with us. When we were enemies, God demonstrated the quality and quantity of his love by making a way for peace. See Romans 5, 8. And it's a God, it's a job God has passed on to us. Mm-hmm. And also shares the Second Corinthians five eighteen to twenty, puts it this way: Through Christ, God reconciled us to Himself and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, in Christ, God was reconciling the world to Himself, not counting their trespasses against them, and entrusting to us the message of reconciliation. Therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ, God making His appeal through us. It goes on after the scriptures to say the way we show forgiveness, peace, and justice in our relationships is a show and tell about what God did for us through Jesus. Mm -hmm. That's a big responsibility. Mm -hmm. But that's, you know, people are watching us, especially if you're in a family where you may be the only believers or you're, or believers or in a minority in your family and you've got quite a mix and you've got some people that are vocal about not being believers. Mm-hmm. And there, I used to like that. Well, at night, not, I used to like it. There used to be a saying that we heard quite a bit that I always liked that said, you may be the only God, the only Bible that people mm-hmm. ever get to read yeah. you, or you may be the only gospel that the people gospel ever get to read. Mm-hmm. And so this is an opportunity for us to, respond in a Christ-like way when we would rather respond in a flesh, mm-hmm. flesh, in, in flesh indicated way. And 
Yeah, so uh, it says, your, so your response to the snipping of your mother-in-law or the passivity of your father-in-law or your stepkids comments about your subpar mothering, those are opportunities to honor God and grow more like him. Will I obey God and trust him? Will I make my desires, my goals, my rights, and my agenda serve his will above mine? What is his will? Conflict always allows also allows us to serve others and even to grow as it gives us new ways of looking at life. Mm -hmm. And does that mean that conflict could actually improve our relationships? And that's and the author says mm. that's exactly what I'm saying. Yep. So and I forgot to mention the author of this article is Janelle Breitenstein. And so when Janelle continues the article, she says, What's next? She said, When my kids had learned some basic conflict management skills, I was eager to lay down my referee's jersey and whistle and let them finally work it out on their own. Sit here, don't get up until it's resolved. Do not pass go, do not collect $200. Yet even that tended to drag on, sounding like a couple of cats tied up together in a sack. But you know what helped them cut to the chase far quicker? Asking them to start with the log in their own eye. Mm. This comes from Matthew 7, 5. You hypocrite, first take the log out of your own eye, and then you will see clearly to take the speck out of your brother's eye. Healthy conflict resolution starts with taking 100% responsibility for our contribution, even if we think our contribution is only 5% of the problem. And Janelle goes on to share, here's a tip I heard from the author Gary Thomas. We always underestimate the impact our sin has on other people. Mm -hmm. Often our desires have swollen not just from something we want, but into something we must have. So we're willing to pass judgment and met out punishment in order to achieve that desire. Wow. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Even in stealthy forms like silent treatment or emotional withdrawal, we're not trusting God to meet those desires. They have become demands. As you are able, consider how to embrace humility and confess to the other person. You might be surprised how this gets the ball rolling. Admit specifically what you did as well as admitting the attitude that was in your heart. And don't forget to acknowledge the hurt you've caused. It, this reminds me, a couple weeks ago, um, I had to ask somebody in our church for forgiveness and it wasn't it wasn't actually it wasn't for something that they did it was for something that someone said that they did and I was pretty sure they hadn't done but when I asked this person for forgiveness I asked for forgiveness for even entertaining mm -hmm. the possibility that they may have actually said what the other person said they said mm -hmm. so you know and I thought I thought, wow, I, and I thank the Lord for bringing that to my mind, that that was what I needed to ask forgiveness for. I, I, 30 years ago when I was a new Christian, I don't think I would have, I would have thought of that, but um, it's like sometimes our in, our intent or our thoughts are part of, of what we need to ask forgiveness for. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So the author goes on then to say, um, to or to suggest this pause process. So, and she, she says, so you've decided you'll intentionally honor God and trust him with this conflict. You spent time searching your heart and repenting from your own sin. How can you move to a place where it's not us against each other, but us against the problem? How can this become less work on the issue of my kids being spoiled rotten for a week and a half rather than the parents versus grandparents? And, um, she said, peacemakers outlines a five step process to keep in mind. And first step is prepare. Seek counsel, pray, continue to examine your own heart and reactions. Yeah, and the second is affirm relationships. 
show value for the relationship and hope for the future. Help them feel secure to address the problem and not worry about protecting themselves. Then it goes on to say, understand and acknowledge interests. People's positions are motivated by their spoken and unspoken interests, concerns, desires, needs, limitations, fears, and values. It might help to dig below the presenting the presenting issue. Mm-hmm. Whose house to go to for the holidays or where your kids can play without messing up grandma's stuff or the snarky way so-and-so keeps addressing you. Look beneath that. What's the desire of each person and why is it important to them even if they're expressing those in Ill- illegitimate, unjust, or downright rude ways? For example, maybe the side of the family you're not visiting for Thanksgiving is afraid the other side is the favorite. Or that things will feel complete, incomplete without you or that you're saying something about your lack of value for the relationship. Maybe grandma feels like the kids aren't respecting her space and struggles to enjoy the kids because her stuff isn't safe. Maybe she worries whether they're learning obedience and respect of authority and property. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that sometimes we don't realize what other people are thinking. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm why they're acting the way they're acting right right so then the author goes on to say the next step is to search creative for creative solutions there are almost always more than two options how can you think creatively about a solution to address both of your interests and then evaluate options which of these speak to both of our interests is there a way i need to willingly lay down one of my interests then it goes on to talk about this is something that we talk about <laughs> frequently. We mm-hmm. we talk about that in in ministry when we're we're doing prayer ministry with people. This unforgiveness and offense are the number one Fair things abuse. that people are dealing with, and it's the number one tool of the enemy to especially get Christians upset with each other, each and, other. and to get yep. uh, any and to get family members upset with each other. Um, Church member against church member, right, yep. family against family. Yep, yeah, it's yep. It's, it's co-workers against co-workers. I mean, offense is an insidious thing. So uh, the author goes on to say, um, forgiveness is one of the most challenging tasks we face as human beings. It's not a natural response, but a supernatural one. Mm-hmm. Forgiveness is a choice, and this is something we oh, always yeah. stress. Forgiveness is a choice. It is a decision modeled after God's forgiveness of us, a decision not to hold the offense against the offender. If you need a pep talk, check out Matthew eighteen twenty one to 35. It releases the person from their sin against us, desiring good and blessing for them. And since forgiveness is a choice we make, it doesn't even depend on the other person. We can forgive whether the person is sorry or not. I'm going to repeat that one. We can forgive whether the person is sorry or not. Important in this process, however, is, but here's what forgiveness isn't. It's not forgetting or excusing, releasing someone from worldly consequences of sin. And the author notes that this is different mm-hmm. from revenge. It's accountability for their choices. A forgiven criminal should still go to jail. An embezzler should not be given a position as an accountant. Forgiveness isn't a feeling, although feeling might be mm-hmm. present. It's promising the following. 
I will not keep dwelling negatively on this. I will not seek to hurt my offender as a result of this. I will seek to bless him or her, even if that means establishing accountability mm -hmm. and finding justice. I will not gossip about this, speaking to others who are not part of the solution. I will continue to pursue a relationship with the offender unless repentance has not been demonstrated and love dictates that I set boundaries to protect both of us. And I think this is in... I mean, we're talking about family gatherings here, mm -hmm. but even in life in general, there are, are serious situations where where terrible things have been done to people. Forgiveness is for you. It sets you free because mm -hmm. otherwise you are in a prison of offense and unforgiveness. It doesn't make what the other person did yeah. right. It doesn't excuse it. And it doesn't mean that you have to to be in relationship with them. And if it's not safe for you to be in relationship with that person, then you shouldn't be in relationship with right. that person. So this is that you have to, this is, this is a key thing where sometimes, um, depending on, on whose perspective it is, it's heavier on one part and not the other part where you need the balance of the two parts mm -hmm. in this for forgiveness. Sometimes you don't, you don't, there shouldn't be reconciliation. Right. Right. Sometimes, yeah, sometimes it's not safe to be right, with the exactly. other person. Yep. And so you need to, to stay away from that person. But forgiving them um, lets you out of, the out of the prison that you put yourself in with the unforgiveness. And it also, you know, the, the key part that the author put out in here that it's a feeling. It's not, or I said that, choice. I just said it's that back. It's a choice. It's not a feeling. And it, we struggle with that. Well, we don't struggle with it. People that we're praying with, mm -hmm. God, because we'll lead people through prayers of, of uh, forgiving others. And at the end part of the prayer is, is we have them say, I forgive and bless mm -hmm. and insert the name of the person in the name of Jesus. Well, people will say, I, I can't say that because mm -hmm. I don't feel that way. And we have to explain that forgiveness is a choice. It's not a feeling. And it doesn't matter if you're, if you don't feel that way, you're not, you're not being dishonest. You are being obedient to God's word. God's mm -hmm. word says that we need to forgive. Yeah, we're making a choice. We're making a choice to forgive. So when we forgive and bless, we say with our mouth, we confess with our mouth that we forgive and bless someone in the name of Jesus. It is lining. We are being obedient. And, and the wonderful thing that the Lord does about it is the more, you repeat that process and you continue to say out loud that you forgive and bless the person, your feelings will eventually mm -hmm. line up with yep. it. Mm -hmm. So the author ends this section with, in all of this, you might even come to renewed appreciation of the lengths God has gone to forgive us and play out the gospel in your own life and for those you love. Yep. Yeah. So that is... Um, that's a wrap. That's a wrap on those two sections. We really suggest that you, if you haven't already, that you go to the crew website and that you uh, download this guide. Uh, as you can hear what we've been able to share from you, from the authors that have been um, writing the articles that are included in this guide, it is down to earth mm -hmm. advice <laughs> and, and um, is recognizing the practical, uh, recognizing practically the situations that many of us find ourselves in mm -hmm. in family holiday gatherings. So we'll see. We're we're traveling this weekend to um spend time with my dad's side mm -hmm. of the family. My my dad has gone on to heaven, but the cousins are uh and their families yep. 
are getting together to celebrate Christmas. And so we'll, we'll have to remember these things. (laughs) So until next week, we pray that your holiday preparations will be helped by what we've been sharing will be helped by the guide when you download it yourself. Conflict free. Conflict free. And that you will be richly blessed. Bye now. Bye now.